We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. One, two, one, two, three, four. Houston, we have a problem. The price is wrong, bitch. I'll be back. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Oh, and this one time, at band camp, I stuck a flute in my pussy. Allow myself to introduce myself. Well, hello again, and welcome to episode two of the Entertainment Mashup. It's the podcast that everyone's talking about, including Vince Vaughn. I love where you're coming from. I love the energy. Let's put it back out in the cyber highway. John Favreau. I think it's a it's a pretty bleak uh, it's a pretty bleak landscape. At least that's what I've experienced. Keanu Reeves. It's a comedy. It's a tragedy, but it's a, a look at the world that we live in. And Tara Reid. It was on like Donkey Kong. Okay. Okay, Tara. Now let's get this baby off the ground with our review of Superman Returns. I want to know it all, everything. Also, I want to see photos of him everywhere. Park, hey, welcome back. So you've met the munchkin. Hello, fearless reporter Lois Lane is a mommy. But if you ask me, she's still in love with you know who. Does he still stand for truth, justice, all that stuff? Superman returns. The world is a very different place from the one that Superman first flew into way back in 1932. Back then, Americans needed a hero to validate their newly found place as the world's police department, and they found it in the catchphrase that has been used in politics and media for many years since. Truth, justice, and the American way. In this new 2006 version, for the first time this catchphrase is trimmed down to simply truth, justice, and all that stuff. A phrase that has caused outrage in the US. I for one think that comic book veteran Brian Singer, who abandoned his duties on X-Men 3 to take up this opportunity, has made a smart decision. Both Brian and Warner Brothers know that if they're going to recoup on what is now the most expensive film ever, made at in excess of $220 million, you have to create a film with broad international appeal. And an overtly pro-USA theme would in fact turn away international audiences. I have advanced alien technology. But millions of people will die. Billions! The cast on the whole is great. Brandon Ruth as the new Superman bears an amazing likeness both physically and vocally to the late Christopher Reeve. Kevin Spacey is wonderful as the evil Lex Luthor. Kate Beckinsale I think is, is slightly miscast. While she does her best with the material, it just never comes off as being convincing. The fact that someone so young has already won a Pulitzer Prize and, and has a, a young son. Um, and therefore the whole relationship between Lois and Clark never really reaches the, the levels that it should in, in order to carry this film. So long, Superman. Lex Luthor. You're bald. Cute kid. But at the end of the day, we need to remember that this is a big blockbuster popcorn movie affair. And in this department, the film definitely delivers. The special effects are faster than a speeding locomotive, and the sequence where Superman saves a plane from crashing not only brings soups well and truly into the 21st century uh, with modern day issues, but for mine, it's also one of the great modern-day film sequences. It really is quite astonishing and will leave you breathless. How could you leave us like that? It's not easy for me to live my life being who I am, keeping secrets. The world doesn't need a savior, and neither do I. Films that have had the notoriously troubled development that this film has, with over 10 years in development and numerous directors and actors attached, rarely result in a quality film being produced. 
Full credit to Brian Singer as he shows that he truly is the master of the comic book adaptation. The team here have done a great job at re-envisioning a character that could have easily never been relevant in the 21st century. And they've also done a great job of their real purpose here for Warner Brothers, providing some great advertising to sell the millions and millions of toys and additional merchandise licenses that are already out there. I know some people are asking a lot of questions now that I'm back. I think it's only fair that I answer most people. Well, you're back. And everyone seems to be pretty happy about it. Not everyone. Earlier in the week, we spoke with newcomer and Christopher Reeves lookalike Brandon Roth, the man who pulled on the blue tights for the movie. Before taking this role, did you think about the fact that it would make you the next big gay icon? You know, it's something I thought about. I knew there was great history and uh, I could put great pressure on myself, but uh, that was no way to approach it because I had to uh, kind of rise above that. <laughs> yes, yeah, so to speak. Uh, and, uh, and exude uh, you know, strength and confidence. So I did that as much as possible, uh, knowing full well the history and the great legacy that I was uh, a part of now and, uh, you know, doing my best to respect that and uh, really share in that. And has the gay community taught you anything since you've taken on the role? Being a little bit more aware of where the silverware and glasses are. Interesting. So if they did make a gay version of Superman, who do you think his love interest would be? Batman is the one that, that people think most, and he's probably the second biggest uh, comic book uh, character, so it might be interesting to see them together. We also had a chance to speak with comic book director extraordinaire and lover of all things in tights, Mr. Brian Singer. When you first took on this job, it was a huge assignment. Tell us what you first told the executives at Warner Brothers uh, when you accepted the role. I'm going to tell it my way. I have my own vision for it. And yet I have great respect for the incarnations of Superman that have come before me. So could you tell us about some of the exciting new innovations that you've brought to the Superman character? You know, got a red cape, a blue suit, an S, he flies. You know, he's got heat vision and you know, the kryptonite is his weakness. And really? Wow, and, and how did you come up with such groundbreaking innovation? And there, there, there are certain, you know, there, there are certain things that you, you, just, you just know. This week's guest reviewer, Tara Reid, what did you think of Superman Returns? It was on, like Donkey Kong, okay? Mmm, insightful as always. Thanks, Tara. This film will make you believe that a man can fly. What are you, Garros? Look, in the sky, Chief. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, look, it's... You wanted to see me? Superman Returns leaps four buildings out of five in a single bound. Box office charts. Show me the money! Okay, so it's time to take a quick look at this week's box office. Coming in at number five, we've got the Jack Black starring Nacho Libre hanging in there. I am Nacho. Maybe you've seen me on TV. At number four, the Pixar film Cars still doing quite strong business. Dude, are you crying? No, I'm happy! At number three, the Adam Sandler morality tale, Click. Don't get the hog angry. You won't like him when he's angry. Coming in at number two, we've got an interesting piece of counter-programming by Fox. Uh, the Anne Hathaway and Meryl Streep starring The Devil Wears Prada. And you have no style or sense of fashion. I think that depends on what you're... No, no. That wasn't a question. And at number one for the week, off to a strong start, albeit not as fast as a speeding bullet, we've got Superman Returns coming in with $52.1 million. Come on, let me hear you say it just once. You're insane. No! 
that. No, the other thing. Superman will run. DVD review. DVD? We don't own a DVD player. Yeah, dude. Nobody does. They're too expensive. Chappelle soup. Chappelle soup. Chappelle soup. Chappelle soup. And so begins one of the most successful programs on the Comedy Central Network, Chappelle Show. And today we're reviewing the DVD of Season 2. Chappelle Show, America's number one source for offensive comedy. Rising through the ranks of stand-up and small film roles, Dave Chappelle brings with him an infectious, personable style that you just want to laugh with. He's also brought with him a razor-sharp satirical wit, which he uses to break down racial barriers in a very unique and unifying way. Along with his good friend, co-writer and series director Neil Brennan, they form what is sure to be the smallest writing team working in Hollywood. So what's remarkable then is the quality of their work. The sketches don't always hit, but the vast majority do, and when they get it, really get it right, the results are without doubt some of the finest comedy ever to grace the small screen. Launching with it, catchphrases that quickly become a part of the American vernacular. I'm Rick James, bitch. Without doubt, the highlight of the season is the Emmy-nominated episode, Charlie Murphy's True Hollywood Stories. Charlie Murphy! In which Eddie Murphy's brother Charlie tells a story about him and soul superstar Rick James that is so absurd there's no way it could ever have been fabricated. And I ended up having to whip his ass, man, you know, because, you know, he would step across the line. Habitually, he's a habitual line stepper. Other highlights of the season include what would the internet be like if it was a real place? You want to see naked pictures Holly Berry from Swordfish? Of course I do! A moment with rapper Lil John. Lil John. Yeah! And performances from musical guests such as Snoop Dogg and Kanye West. None other than Snoop Doggy Dogg. Beside the 13 episodes included in this three-disc DVD set, you also receive audio commentaries by Dave and Neil for four of the episodes, two unaired Charlie Murphy stories, the full Rick James interview, Cocaine's a hell of a drug. deleted scenes and bloopers, and extra stand-up from Dave. I had a conversation that upset me where a dude said my show was offensive to black people. Not only that doesn't bother me, but he was white, so it freaked me out. Personally, I think that Dave Chappelle is an immense talent and someone whose star will continue to rise. His unique ability to break down barriers instead of perpetrating racial stereotypes is unique and refreshing. And the man himself, Dave Chappelle, joins us live in the studio now. Oh, turn my motherfucking headphones up! Hey, sorry about that, Dave. Now, you're sitting here looking very casual, puffing away on a cigarette. I didn't know you were a smoker. A lot of people don't know I do smoke cigarettes. But I, I do, man. I really do. So you were nominated for an Emmy this year, but missed out. When do you think you're going to win one? Yeah, make my prediction. I don't think I'll ever get an Emmy. Really? And any messages for the Academy? Fuck the whole industry. <laughs> I hope we might have to end the interview there. Tara, read your thoughts on Chappelle Show Season 2, breaking down the racial barriers. It was on, like Donkey Kong, okay? Well, thanks again, Tara. Back to the bar with you. Come on, bitches, show me a titties. I'm Rick James. Do something. Mm. Mm. I wish I had more hands, so I could give those titties four thumbs down. I wish I had more hands, so I could give Chappelle Show Season 2 five thumbs up out of five. Well, that's going to wrap us up here on our second episode of the Entertainment Mashup. We hope that you laughed, you cried, 
and most of all learnt something from the show here today because if you're like us, you believe that a mashed up world is much better than the real one. The Entertainment Mashup. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass.